0: I'm excited because uh, every time I get a chance to uh, share what God's laid on my heart, um, it just does—it uh, just really uh, reignites and just uh, sparks things in me. That uh, and uh, I, I love it. I love sharing the Word of God, not only with my people here. I love every one of you, but also you know just out there being able to share the gospel with the people in the world. And uh, when we have an opportunity. Uh, me and my wife have been super busy, um, probably what the last three weeks, um, six weeks, um, just trying. We finally got our house on the market, and we had an open house yesterday. And many of you know, uh, man, when you're trying to get a house ready and you're trying to get on the market, it's crazy. I mean, we just been super busy, just trying to get you know things moving in that direction. And and uh, we we uh, had an opportunity yesterday, finally, to have an open house and. It was from 10 to 2, and of course, many of you know um, my mother-in-law, Shelley, is a realtor now. So, and she's the one that did the open house for us, and uh, it went really well. So, and uh, those of you that don't know my my sense of humor, um, I actually had some signs that we put out, and we had a sign out in front of the house. And how many of you have ever seen a movie Elf? Seen a movie Elf? What about Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase? Christmas vacation. I mean, those are two of the. Like, if you don't watch those two movies during Christmas, there's something wrong with you. You got to see those two movies, man, during Christmas season. Well, I had two blow ups one of the Elf and, and uh Will Ferrell and then Chevy Chase on both sides of the sign, and we had balloons, and uh, so we just had some fun yesterday. And, uh, you know, people coming in commenting about, you know, uh, Will Ferrell's going like this, like Santa. You know, he's all excited, so. And uh, But uh, I just love that kind of stuff, and it just brings joy to my heart um, to be able to uh, make other people happy. So, amen. Well, Let's pray this morning, and we'll get into uh, what I want to talk about because I believe that the Lord is just already moving. He's already doing some things here this morning, and uh, I believe that He's just going to continue to touch our hearts. Amen. Well, Heavenly Father, we just come in Jesus' name, and we just love You so much. We just thank You for You moving already this morning and and Your presence is here. We thank You, Lord, that You said that we're two or more gathered. You're there in the midst, And we thank You that You're here this morning. I know each and every heart that's here is hungry uh, for more of You, more of what You're doing. And uh, we just want to be right in the middle of what You're doing, Father. And uh, I believe that this morning we're going to leave, build up bigger on the inside, stronger than we were when we came in knowing who we are in Jesus, and out going out these doors, um, knowing that we're more than a conqueror, and uh, we will overcome the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I've been uh, praying. Uh, I knew that this was coming up, so I've been praying about the message. And the Lord uh, laid on my heart um, a question that I wanted to ask you guys this morning. Are you being pruned? Are you being pruned? So, And uh, that's why I have my lovely tree here this morning um and in you know the middle of my message a couple times I'm actually going to take my pruners and uh I didn't want brand new pruners cuz how many of you know that uh brand new pruners they don't look used you know what I mean but jesus uh, god has used pruners amen he has pruners that have been through the mill and uh so I wanted to bring my pruners ones that are a little rusted um, have stuff all over them you know I mean we've used these pruners a lot so but God uses pruners and it hurts sometimes when we get pruned amen doesn't feel very good. Well I want to talk about 10 different things or 10 different ways that you know that a tree needs pruned this morning. 10 different ways and as we read these 10 ways, I want you to look at it, as do I fit into one of these ten categories, one of these ten ways that that you need know that a tree needs pruned. So, um, let's uh, first of all talk about when not to prune. There's actually a couple different times when you're not supposed to prune a tree. And... The number one way that we always think that we have to prune the trees during the fall, right? When the trees start to change colors, um, you know, when they begin to flourish, you know, and they get their nice bright colors and uh, the sap begins to retreat and go back into the tree and down into the roots and the tree begins to look vibrant and colorful, And we think, well, that's a great time. That's when we're supposed to prune. Well, that's actually one of the worst times for us to actually prune the tree. And this actually causes weakening to happen to the branches and to the tree itself because when the tree actually begins to uh, be pruned in the fall, it actually says that if you prune it, pruning actually encourages new growth and, and plants and trees, it actually encourages like new things and new places on the tree that it can grow, and that's a great thing about pruning, is that it does encourage growth. But unfortunately, when you want to do it uh, in the fall, the tree's not completely dormant yet. It's actually not completely dead, as you will. It, it, none of the, the sap is still retreating back into the roots. So when you actually go to prune in the fall it actually messes up the tree and it weakens it so because all that sap has not back into the roots yet it's still retreating and actually if you prune one of those branches off the sap can actually come out and freeze at night because we know that it's warm during the day like it is right now how many of you know we never know what the temperature is going to be like you know on thursday it was 76 degrees outside it's like what's going on and then saturday yesterday we had snow so two days later we got snow going on you know so it's really uh, difficult when we see that man that tree may need pruning you know but when we do that it can actually freeze the sap and it can actually hurt the tree and weaken it so the, the second time or the second thing that we need to be careful of is when it's wet so when a tree is wet it actually spreads disease through the plants so when actually we, we, when we try and prune a tree when it's really wet out whenever things are going uh you know we got the rainy season that comes in during the fall and and things we don't want to prune the tree then either because when it's wet it actually does it spreads a disease through the plants so it's very interesting whenever i was reading about this that we see that a lot of times in our lives you know when we're flourishing when god's doing things in our life when we're seeing some fruit happen you know it's like you know, it feels like sometimes right after that we come into this dormant season how many of you know what i'm talking about you know you go from this real high and all of a sudden you come to this low right but well, we see in the fall all these trees are very vibrant and they're colorful and it's amazing to see all the different colors that come out in the fall but then all of a sudden it's like i mean how many of you know within what was it a week and a half the leaves went from vibrant to brown and gone right because we had that super cold that came in and it was in the 20s at night and it like killed the leaves and then they were gone i mean we had i don't even know how fast it was like we had no leaves in our yard and then all of a sudden leaves everywhere in our yard i was like what just happened but it was like uh, that one week of cold and it came in it just killed everything you know so and then a lot of times in our lives we had that happen where we're just all, man, we're flourishing, we're, we're reaping what we're sowing, we're seeing some great things happen in our life, and all of a sudden, nothing. It's like the brakes, man, are put on, you know? And we see nothing happening. And it's like, well, all of a sudden, we go dormant, right? And we're wondering, oh, well, all of a sudden, we start praying, God, things were just exciting, things were just happening, things were going great, and now things are dormant. They feel like they're dead. Well, that's God's getting us ready for the pruning process amen a lot of times in our lives too we feel the anointing man we're in the service we're feeling the anointing of God we're feeling wet if you will man we're you know I, I got cold goosebumps every Sunday for a month you know I come in on Thursday nights and God's really moving and all of a sudden I got touched and a boulder got removed out of my way and man I'm really moving forward in God and you're you're feeling the anointing you're wet and then it just stops feels like the hose got kinked you know, how many of you been there? I've been there many times in my lives. So I, I, I'm like, what is going on, God? You're coming into a pruning process. You're coming into a time in your life when God's ready to take some things off that don't belong. Amen. Yeah, it hurts. It doesn't feel good. How many of you know when you go into that process, too, it's like, I don't want to let go of that. I've had that tree branch in my life since I can remember i don't want that gone i'm used to that i'm used to that being there let's get into the pruning process then let's go to number one let's go to number one broken branches how many of you guys know we we have trees in our lives we we have you know maybe trees in our yard where we've had broken branches things that have happened and uh, maybe a storm came through or maybe there is disease or something that's hit our tree so we need to go, and we need to prune some of those branches off, right? Because they're broken branches. And actually, when we have broken branches, I didn't put it up there, but it actually says that um, if you see any branches which are broken, splintering, even bowing, you need to pr- to prune it as soon as possible. Because once these branches break or weaken, they become extremely hazardous. How many of you know in our lives we've had broken branches? Amen. And we've had things that have happened. In in our lives that that cause us to be broken, and then what happens? Because in our brokenness, we've always heard that saying: broken people do what? Broken people break people or hurt people, hurt people. Right. So it's very dangerous whenever we actually have broken branches in our lives. When we have things that happen, when we see that that we're you know maybe uh, because something traumatic happened in our life and, and we haven't dealt with that or maybe God hasn't come through and pruned that branch off yet or we haven't let Him prune that branch off of our life yet it becomes hazardous to other people around us Amen let's go to number two Josh misshapen trees trees which grow in a wrong way they may also become splintered or broken how many of you have been misshapen maybe uh Led astray, um, you know. For a long time, I was raised in the faith movement, and many of you may not know what the faith movement is, but it was all about faith. You don't have faith if you if you're sick. You don't have faith. If you have things wrong in your life, you don't have faith. And uh, and it was always painted that everything was going to come up roses. If you just have faith enough, everything's going to work out for you. If you just have faith enough, everything's going to be great in your life. Well, how many of you know life don't work that way? Amen? you got to have faith when it's in the good, or you got to have faith when it's in the bad. Amen? You can't just you know trust and say everything's going to work out. And the Bible does say all things work together for the good, but it doesn't say you ain't going to go through some stuff first. Amen? You're going to go through some stuff. How many of you know there, there's a song out right now that, that says that if, if I didn't have any problems, I wouldn't have any victories. Amen? If I didn't have any sin in my life, I wouldn't know what it felt like to be free. If I didn't have any brokenness in my life, I wouldn't know what it feels like to be healed. Amen? So we have to have sometimes battles in our lives because if we didn't have battles, we wouldn't have victories. And then we wouldn't have faith. So we have to have things come into our life that's going to challenge us, that's going to make us misshapen sometimes. And when we have misshapen branches in our life we need to prune them off amen well who, who's the pruner are we the pruner no it's god right god is going to come in and help us he's going to actually take those misshapen things out of our lives if we let him amen so how many of you know that a lot of times we do have misshapen limbs misshapen things that are in our lives right we got this one little branch right here how many of you guys see this branch and it actually has some yellow yellow discoloring going on right so we're gonna take this branch and we're just gonna cut it off, amen. I hope. I should have checked to see if these were sharp first, huh? Okay, so my pruners aren't working very well this morning, so too much uh pruning going on, I guess, huh? Okay. There we go. So that branch is gone, right? Because it had leaves on it that were discolored and wasn't getting the nutrients that it needed, right? So let's try another maybe I could get some scissors or something, so we'll try that. But we do have pruners up here though. But they're not very sharp because they've been used. God's pruners are sharp though, I promise you, alright? So I got hurt as bad. So, amen. Alright, so misshapen trees, Josh, let's go to number three. Dead or diseased limbs. Here it says you must prune once you notice some unhealthy habits or it can spread quickly or even kill your tree. You may also notice dead wood. You need to remove these dead branches to keep your tree healthy and happy. How many of you guys know that we do have dead wood in our lives? Amen. We have things that we've held on to for so long and we've actually forgot they were there. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And then when maybe situations come up and it it pokes the bear, if you will, how many of you know what I'm talking about? kind of It pokes the bear and all of a sudden it gives life back to that tree branch. Amen? You're all of a sudden, I thought I took care of that. I thought that was done in my life. And now all of a sudden it's back again. Well, it would have been good if that would have just been pruned off of there, right? Then you wouldn't have to deal with it now, right? If you would have just let God... Deal with it when He asked you the first time, then you wouldn't be dealing with that dead wood, amen. You wouldn't be dealing with that diseased or dead limb in your life. So it's difficult sometimes to give those things over to God because it comes with trust. You got to trust God whenever you feel these things happen in your life, amen. You got to trust and know that He is going to take care of you when you're going through these things, when you're feeling that. I need a drink too. Whew, man. I'm talking a lot this morning, but I want to get this in before I run out of time. How many of you guys know I taught, uh, let's see, I was it a couple weeks ago, about a month ago actually I preached, right? And for some reason, I have no idea why, the recorder said, did I preach for an hour and a half? And I'm like, I don't remember preaching for an hour and a half. Did I preach for an hour and a half that morning? I don't remember that. I mean, it was like 45 minutes, right? I was like... An, What's that? That's the time change. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I was like, an hour and a half. Pastor was like, did he preach for an hour and a half? I was like, I don't think I kept the people that long. So we will not go for an hour and a half today. I promise you. So, but if you like it, we'll continue. Amen. (laughs) All right. Let's go to number four branches over dangerous objects. Oh, man. How many here? Have you ever had branches grow over dangerous objects? Now, dangerous objects could be anything from over a house, over power lines, right? We've seen branches. How many of you guys know in our lives, man, we hang over some dangerous stuff? Amen? we got branches in our life. We just hang over some. And we're just, dang, just waiting. You know, are we going to touch that? Are we going to touch that? Are we going to hit that power line? You know, are we going to hit that... that it's okay. I'm I'm high enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch that, you know. I mean we're so close, right? We think we're okay. But how many of you know we're hanging over that dangerous object, right? We need to be very careful. So God's wanting to prune that out of our lives. It says it tells us right here it says branches over dangerous objects can cause problems not only for this branch, but also the surrounding branches as well. Isn't that amazing? That we would think, oh, we're okay. And if I do this, now hear me this morning. If I do this, it's only going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt anybody else. It's only going to hurt me. And, and God's, you know, I'm only one casualty. But how many of you know that's not how it works? Amen? When we do that, and we're dangling over dangerous objects, it's not only us that it hurts. It hurts the people around us. It hurts other branches, amen? So, you know, whether we're into pornography, or drinking, or drugs, or how many of you guys know, you think, because you're selfish in this, you think, it only hurts me. But it really hurts people around you, too. And sometimes worse. Because they're not as strong, maybe, as you are. Or maybe don't have, you know, a a better understanding of what's going on. So it hurts people, amen? It hurts the branches around you, not only you. So even tempers, sometimes anger. Things that we may be dealing with on the inside. And we think, oh, that's just hurting me. Bitterness. A lot of times we have bitterness that takes root. And we think, oh, that's just hurting me. It's okay, you know? But it's not. It's hurting the people around us. So let's be careful of branches over dangerous objects. Amen. All right, let's go on to number five. Everyone enjoying this so far? We're halfway there. Anyone feel their toes stepped on yet this morning? Amen. I was reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, do you know how many of these I used to fit into or still do fit into? I was like, wow. So, I mean, this is like real. This is how you prune a tree and i'm like you know how spiritual this is i was like wow so number five damaged by the storm look for broken or splintered branches and even bowed branches and remove them asap so how many of us have been in storms in our lives many times i've had storms come up in my life and i know that i had branches that were broken on my tree and the bible tells us that each one of us are Uh, trees planted by the rivers of living water right so we are trees and an example of a tree so we are being grown in that process and god's using us And, and the bible is very clear when it says that all things work together for the good it doesn't say some It doesn't say a little it says all things work together for the good so god is such a good god and he loves us so much And we're halfway there right now. We're at the number five. But I already know that I belong in a couple of these categories. That I've seen God take branches out of my life that are diseased. I've seen God take branches off of my life that are broken, that are cracked, that could cause problems in other people's lives. I've dangled over dangerous objects thinking it was only going to hurt me and it's hurt the people around me. I know that I fit into these categories. So I know that God is a good God because He wants to take those branches out of my life. He is the gardener. He is the one that wants to come and prune us. Amen? And it hurts when we when God removes those things out of our lives. But do you know that when the broken branch is removed, it gives room for healthy branches to grow? Amen? It gives room for us to be healthy and happier. We can't understand that at the time because we think this belongs to me. It's part of who I am. It's part of my being. It's part of what I've learned as a, as, a, as a little kid or something that I learned growing up or something that was in my culture, something that my parents taught me. This was part of who I am. God, why are You taking this? It hurts. But do you know that in the long run, it's actually better for us? And that's something that our mind can't comprehend. Our finite mind cannot understand why is God taking this from me? It's been part of me. It's part of who I am. Why are you taking this, God? But God takes that and clips it, and then all of a sudden, we're producing more fruit on that branch than we ever did before. We can't comprehend that. We can't understand that. But God knows what He's doing. Amen? Amen. Praise God let's keep going on Josh let's go to number six too much growth too much growth within a short amount of time may look good but it's very dangerous you need to prune the tree quickly also they may grow out instead of up they also need regular pruning this can cause serious breaking or splintering in your tree how many of you guys know that a lot of times we see Christians, or even in our own life, we begin to grow quickly in an area. And this is very dangerous because our root system hasn't been able to grow deep enough yet. So we actually are growing quickly out and up, but we don't have the root system to sustain us. How many of you guys know in the Bible it tells us don't put up a novice? You know what a novice is? Somebody who's new, fresh, who's, a, you know... Uh, uh has a lot of knowledge but no wisdom yet there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom amen there's a huge difference between knowing something and applying it into your life and it becoming wisdom that's why the bible tells us to not put up a novice in other words don't put them in a position of leadership until they learn a few things amen until they've been through some stuff amen so i was surprised when i seen this too much growth i'm thinking man if you see a tree and it's growing like crazy man i did something right you know i see this tree growing man and it's taken off i mean it's got shoots coming out everywhere it's got fruit growing on it i did something right with this tree but it's grown too fast it doesn't have a root system to sustain it to keep it steady to keep it grounded amen so we need to prune it quickly And that's what God does a lot of times for people who are growing fast. I say, hold on, let's put on the brakes a little bit. Let's prune the top of this tree. Let's keep the branches down. Amen? Let's get that root system caught up. And once the root system's caught up, then we can grow however we want to grow. Amen? Let's grow big. Let's grow strong. Let's grow out. Let's get some fruit growing. Let's get that root system first. Let's figure out who we are in Christ. Let's figure out what God's doing in our life first. Amen? Then you can grow. I had that happen in my life. I had many mentors in my life. Not many. A few. I was a little evangelistic there. Uh, I've had some mentors in my life who told me, you need to slow down. You just need to slow down. And I'm like, why do I need to slow down, man? I'm excited. I want to see God move. I know God can do great things. I know He can. And and No, you just need to slow down. You just need to let God work in your life a little bit. You need to figure out who you are. You just need to let God do some things. You need to get some wisdom. I'm like, I got some wisdom. I know. No, you got knowledge. But you, you don't have any wisdom yet. You haven't applied it. You haven't been through stuff in your life yet. Amen? You haven't been through some stuff to know that God can sustain you, that God can help you, that God can get you through some stuff. So, I had to be prune. And that hurt because I I was uh, I was excited. I wanted to go and do something for God, man. I was going to change the world. I was an evangelist. I was going to do some stuff. And God was like, no, nah, not yet. Just put the brakes on. Pump the brakes, buddy. I'm going to prune you a little bit. I'm going to get the root system deep. Amen. So that had to happen. I had to learn some things here. Let's go to number seven. Josh, weak branches, if you notice bowing or snapping easily, the branches are more likely weak and need to be pruned. This will encourage new growth and healthy limbs. Of course, we already talked a little bit about this, but how many of you guys know that we have weak areas in our lives? Amen? And it's very easy, very easy to actually focus on our strengths and forget about our weaknesses. But God wants us whole. Amen? Amen? He wants us to work on those weaknesses so that when we do actually launch out or God begins to use us in a greater way that we don't have those weaknesses. How many of you guys know we've heard many stories about evangelists and, and um, televangelists? You know, we've heard many stories about televangelists or or pastors who have been out there and they've you know started doing great things for God, but God didn't work on their character yet. How many of you guys know that there has to be some character working, right? There has to be some things that God's got to work out in your life, because if you don't, you got some weaknesses, man, and the devil knows it. He's gonna try and trip you up any way you can, especially if you become an influencer over people to where they become, uh, you know, interested in, in what God's doing and they want to grow and they want to come and sit in your church or they want to follow you around as an evangelist. They're gonna start looking to you for answers. And if you've got weaknesses, that's going to trip them up. That's going to mess them up. And that has happened many times. We've seen it over and over and over again. You know, where where these great men of God thought, oh, I can do this. You know, going back to King David. He thought, man, I've got the kingdom wrapped up. I've got everything going on. I'm defeating all my enemies around me. But then there's Bathsheba. Amen? He had a character weakness. He had a flaw. All of a sudden it got exposed, amen? All of us in our lives have weaknesses. We have weak branches. We have things, man, that that God is really wanting to deal with us on. He's wanting to prune those weaknesses out of our lives. Every one of us have that. Every one of us have weaknesses in our lives that, that God wants to work on, character building, things that we need to work on in our lives. It's easy to focus on the big things or the things that we're strong in but man we don't want to focus on our weaknesses right but if we take care of those and we allow god to prune those weaknesses out of our lives that'll help now i see on my branch here i actually have a couple dead branches and look i got scissors now so we know that god can take those weak branches and just clip them off amen we got a couple dead ones here we're just going to clip them off A lot of times there's maybe little branches that might be getting in the way. So we're going to clip them. Amen? So we know that God can take those weak branches and get them out of our life. Or, make them stronger by cutting them and then allowing other shoots or stronger branches to come in and replace those weak branches. Amen? Praise God. Alright, Josh, let's go to number 8. This one surprised me. I've never heard this one before. It's called dense trees. And it's important this is an important one that you may not notice right away you must be able to see through to see through your branches if you can't your branches are too dense thick branches are extremely hazardous especially during heavy storms leaving the potential for damage to avoid this take a peek at your tree if you can't see through the branches clearly it's time to prune I was like wow Now, if that doesn't fit each one of us, if we're not open before God, if we're not clear, (laughs) if we're not allowing God to see through our junk, if we're not allowing God to prune back some things in our lives so that he can see us clearly, the things that we tried to hide from God, come on. God doesn't see that. God doesn't know what's going on. God, God knows all the, everything. Come on. But I was like, wow. When I read that, I'm like, uh, am I a dense tree? You know? I mean, come on. How many times have I tried to hide? How many times have I tried to put on a facade? amen? <laughs> How many times have I tried to be religious and just say, oh, everything's okay in my life? And not being honest and clear not only with God, but with the people around me. Amen? Where people can clearly see through me. That they can see to my heart. That they can see who I really am. I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, how many times in our lives have we been dense? Have we hid things and not been open? I was like, wow. Praise God. Lord, just help me not to be dense. Prune me to the point where you can see through me. Where you can see to the heart of me. I don't want to keep things back from you. I don't want to hold back. I don't want to be a dense tree. I don't want to have branches growing in every direction and thinking that I'm okay. That I'm healthy. Look at all my branches. Look at all the fruit I'm producing. But actually, when you actually prune back the tree and you can see through it, It's actually bigger fruit that grows on that tree. Isn't that amazing? There's bigger fruit that grows on those branches when there's more sunlight that can get through. And there's more air that can blow through that tree. Wow. Bigger fruit because there's air and sunlight. Praise God. Let's go to number nine, Josh. Cracks in the bark. Trees with cracks in the bark indicate a pest or disease. The bark is the outer coating of the tree. And if it's bad, it could indicate a deeper issue. A quick fix is to prune the branches with these deep cracks. This helps save the tree and give it a chance to bounce back with healthier growth. My God. How many times have I had cracked bark in my life? Amen. How many times have I had deep issues in my life that I didn't realize it was a crack? And how many of you know the Bible's very clear? It says that we give no place to the devil. Amen? That we give no place. But how many of you guys know we've been here long enough to know that a crack always gives place to the devil, right? How many of you guys know deep hurts, deep wounds, brings in what? Brings in pest. Or a disease. How many of you know that the the bark is the outer shell of a, tr- of a of a tree? Right? It's the outer shell. It's our skin. It's our being. It's our flesh. Right? How many of you guys know that a lot of times, whenever we have deep issues in our lives, where does it come out at? It comes out on our flesh, doesn't it? Stress, problems, worry, cracks. It always comes out on our flesh somewhere, somehow, some way. even they've actually done studies to find out that cancer is from bitterness isn't that amazing that if you harbor bitterness in your heart a lot of times it causes cancer it's not what you eat but it's what's eating you amen that's amazing to me but i've seen that and i'm like oh my gosh how many times have i had deep issues cracks in in my life cracks in my bark that has caused problems that's brought in pest and disease and situations in my life. Praise God! I mean, I was like, every time I read one of these, I was just—I kept telling Amanda, "Oh my gosh, look at this! Look at how this lines up spiritually." I was like, "No wonder Jesus talked about pruning, amen. No wonder He talked about you know us being trees or being uh, uh, engrafted into the vine, amen." We'll get into that here in just a few minutes. And we'll go quickly because, man, we're running out of time already. All right, Josh, let's go to number 10. Crossing branches. Crossing branches is a sure sign that you need pruning. These branches cause huge problems, especially if left untreated. Because they aren't growing in a healthy form, they will likely decay and die over time. Not only will these branches be affected, but can spread to other branches throughout the tree. A quick pruning of these crossing branches could avoid this outcome wow again that's all I kept saying to Amanda wow crossing branches how many of us have ever crossed a branch you know what I'm talking about when I say crossing branches how many of you crossing branches is a sure sign any pruning these branches cause huge problems especially if left untreated because they aren't growing in a healthy form how many of you guys know that a lot of times in our lives, we think we're doing okay. Everything's going all right. Everything is seems to be working out. Everything's kind of coming up roses for us, you know. And, and we're growing, but we're not growing the right way. And we're crossing over other branches. We're hurting people that we don't realize we're hurting. Amen? we're causing problems in other people's lives and we're crossing over their life and, and we're trying to maybe help them and we're causing problems. I remember in my first marriage, I had a good friend of mine that was always trying to stick his nose into it. Always trying to be, you know, the, the, the good brother. I'm here for you, man. I'm helping you. No, you're hurting me, man. You're causing problems. You're telling everybody about what's going on in my life. You're crossing over me and you're causing problems. Amen? Do you get it now? What I'm talking about when we cross over? We mean well, but we're hurting people. Amen? Maybe we're not operating in love. Maybe we're operating in jealousy. You know, maybe we're operating in in, uh, uh, bitterness or anger instead of in love. We're crossing over, we're trying to help, but we're hurting people. Amen? Let's think about our motives. Let's think about why we're doing what we're doing. Are we doing this for the glory of God or for the, our glory? Ouch. Man, that hurt. Amen? It's very easy to think that we're helping people when really we might be hurting them. Let's check our motives. and Let's not cross over and hurt people. I've seen in, in many times in trees where... Uh, A branch will cross another branch and it begins to rub it you ever seen that before and then it causes the rubbing on that other tree and the one branch is stronger than the other branch and it causes that branch to break that's what I'm talking about when one branch is crossing another branch, do you ever been in a in the in the woods maybe hunting or just walking through the woods and you hear the creaking when the wind blows is you know That's branches rubbing against branches. You know? That's tree branches crossing other branches. And it's causing a rubbing. How many of you guys know that causes... What is that? Anybody know what that word is? Friction. Right? Causes friction. And that causes problems. Amen? So crossing branches a lot of times is very dangerous. So God wants to prune us and bring us back into the right direction amen he wants us to be healthy and happy so when we're coming to this go down to the next slide there josh now we talked about it now let's get into the word of god amen let's see what the word of god has to say about this but most important it says pruning allows the shrubs or trees uh, the air and sunlight it needs to survive and thrive it gives them what they need to be healthy and grow properly so when God is pruning us, it's for a reason and a purpose. It's so that we can grow and be healthy. Amen? So that we can get the proper air and sunlight. So that we can be healthy and happy. That's why He prunes us. Amen? That's why He does the things in our lives that He does. Because He wants us to be help, healthy and happy. And let's go on to is that. Uh, the next one. Is that Luke? josh how many here can relate to at least one of these amen i know i can Whew. i can relate to almost all of them praise god i know at least one time in my life god's done at least one of those and pruned back some of the branches i mean i've caused problems in people's lives you know there's uh the tale of three kings how many of you ever read that book i i know at least twice in my life i was an Absalom. How many of you guys know who Absalom is? He was he was King David's son, and he caused all kinds of problems in the kingdom. So bad, so bad that King David had to run for his life. So, and I know for a fact that I was an Absalom at least twice in my life, where I tried to undermine the mind a pastor. Everybody was looking to me for all the answers, and I'm like, I'm not the pastor. But man, I loved it. I was a young kid. I was a youth pastor. Everybody, well, you know, well, you got the fire, of God, on you. You got, you know. Well, pastor, man, he's got wisdom. He's got knowledge. He's got understanding. But man, I was like, oh, I was eating it up. I was eating it up, man. You know, I was loving it because, you know, you just, God's doing great things with you. And I mean, they just puffed me up. My head was so big. I barely fit through the doors of the church. You know, I thought I was something, you know. Well, God had knocked me down a few wrongs. Amen. He had to do some pruning that was growing way too quick. So, but I know that there's many times in my life where I fit into at least one of those categories. All right, Joss, let's go on to the next one, buddy. Whew, where does the time go? My goodness. Wow, yeah. Um, in Luke chapter 13, verses 7-9, through 9, it says, Finally, he said to his gardener, If I waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig, cut it down, it's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener said, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. And if we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. How many of you here know what fertilizer is? How many of you guys know you got to go through some fertilizer <laughs> before you can? Hey, <laughs> man. You got to go through some stuff in your life before God will prune you and you can get some fruit going, amen? So I heard uh, one of the pastors, I think we were in a conference and he was talking about that and he said, you got to go through some. I was like, that's pretty good. I'm going to use that. And I used it on you this morning. So we definitely got to go through some stuff, amen? I mean, there's just, wow. If we don't go through some stuff, I don't even know how we could even have faith to trust God, amen? but there's some fertilizer sometimes that has to come into our lives where then we can grow and bear fruit amen all right we know that from this saying right here we see that the husbandman or the person who owns the garden is gone so we know that that's God right but then we also know that the the gardener answered sir give it one more chance and or the guy that owned the garden and the gardener is Jesus amen and thank God, Jesus says, "Just give them a little bit more time. They're, they'll I'll prune them back. You know, I'll take some branches off, some things that don't belong, and we're going to see some growth. Amen. We're going to see some fruit in their lives. Praise God that Jesus is patient with us and graceful and merciful, and He understands because He's been there. He knows what it's like to be a human being and live on this earth." And he's like, just give it a little time. I'll bring some stuff into their life. And they're going to bear some fruit. Amen. Alright, Josh, let's go to John chapter 15. It says, You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. Keep going, Josh. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted you. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples this brings great glory to my father so how many of you guys know Jesus went through this process right here telling us he started out he said first more fruit and then he ended here saying much fruit so we see that Jesus wants us to produce much fruit well how does that happen well we just went through ten steps of why we should be pruned amen why there should be things that happen in our life that we need to be taken care of that we need to give over to God So that we can produce much fruit. Not just more fruit, but much fruit. And if we produce much fruit, then Jesus said, you are my true disciples. So there's a pruning process that has to happen that we've seen in 15 uh, verse 3 that Jesus specifically told us that we need to be pruned. That we need to have dead things cut off of our life. That we need to have things that don't belong or things that we no longer give attention to. How many of you guys know that, that once you get saved, and you begin that sanctification process, there is a process where you begin to realize, I don't do that anymore. But did you know that branch is still there? That branch needs pruned off. That branch still can have life in it. So you've got to give that to God. You've got to be willing to say, God, I don't do that anymore, and I don't want it. Cut it off. Get it out of my life. Amen? And He will. That's the pruning process. And then when that gets cut out of your life, there is a greater chance for you to have healthy limbs come into that area where you can produce much fruit off of that new branch. Amen? Praise God. And that dead branch, we learn from the ten things, ten steps, can bring in disease, pestilence, can hurt the tree, can cause other things to happen, can can, uh, cause breakage and be a hazard to, to other trees. And so we want that out of our lives. Amen? So Jesus, prune us. Get it out of our lives. Take it away. Bring some fertilizer in. Please. Please bring some stuff in that's going to help me to grow. Prune me back. Get rid of that dead stuff. That dead weight that we've been carrying around that we no longer give life to. That we don't do that anymore. Cut it off so that i can't give life back to that branch so that a new branch can grow and i can have fruit that will have much fruit produced from that tree limb amen praise god let's go to the next one there josh matthew 7:16 to 20 says you can identify them by their fruit that is by the way they act can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles a good tree produces good fruit And a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce good fruit. And a good tree can't produce bad fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit. So you can identify people by their actions. So that is right there in black and white. We can't refute it. That's what Jesus said that whatever we do produces good fruit or bad fruit it is our actions that people see and it is a fruit that produces good or bad amen can't refute that right i mean that's jesus talking i think he knows what he's talking about amen so our actions do have consequences whether it's good fruit or bad fruit keep going there josh Matthew twelve thirty three, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. And of course, we already heard that, but that's just a reiteration of what we've been talking about. Amen. Go ahead, Josh. And then it says, if you want to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented till now, I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit, just as I have seen among other Gentiles. This is the first time in the New Testament where we actually hear somebody talking about spiritual fruit. Now, what is spiritual fruit versus the fruit that Jesus was talking about, where it's our actions? So what is spiritual fruit? We can actually look in Galatians chapter 5, which we'll go there here in a minute, Josh. But let's go to the next scripture verse. This is Colossians 1.6 says, This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. Go ahead to the next one, Josh. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So how many of you know, we see from these couple scriptures right here that Paul is talking about fruit produced from your life. Amen? jesus was talking about us being grafted in and being a good tree or a bad tree and here paul is saying that we are producing fruit so we see fruit in our lives being produced by the way we live but only that but what what we do paul was saying that the fruit is changing lives amen so there's some kind of fruit that we produce in our lives that is actually affecting other people and when that fruit that fruit is produced it actually continues to be reproduced so how many of you know that if you plant an apple you don't get an orange right if you plant an orange you don't get an apple so if you're producing good fruit then that fruit is going to produce after its own kind right so if you're producing spiritual fruit what kind of fruit are you going to produce good spiritual fruit right so then let's go to Galatians chapter 5 Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things and those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there Keep going. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives and let us not become conceited or provoking one another or be jealous of one another. So we see right from Scripture that the kind of fruit that we are producing is not only a good kind of fruit, but it's a spiritual fruit. And we have the nine fruits of the Spirit that are being produced in our lives. And if we have those nine fruits of the Spirit being produced in our lives, and we're producing after our own kind, then what are the fruits that are being produced in other people's lives? It's the fruit of the Spirit, right? So we see that if we're producing good fruit, which is the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, so we know that if we are producing good fruit in our lives, and we are producing the fruit of the Spirit, then that is going to be reproduced in others. Amen? Amen. So many of us in our lives need pruning, right? So that we can produce the fruit of the Spirit, and if that fruit of the Spirit is being produced in our lives, then those around us are actually going to be reaping that fruit and producing it as well. And those are the nine fruits that are going to be produced in not only our lives, but in those we have contact with. Amen? And that's good fruit. Praise God. Amen. So, this morning, if anyone in here is dealing with areas in your life that you know that you've struggled in, these ten areas, that you know that you, man, I've, I've given it to God. I know that I'm going through the pruning process. But man, it's hard. I just need someone to agree with me in prayer that we can deal with this. Then we're going to do that at the end here. But my wife, and, uh, and then we'll finish with her. And then if you need prayer, we'll have prayer people down here as soon as she's done. But she wrote a story a few years ago called The Gardener. And it goes right along with this. But I mean, she wrote this story herself, okay? And this is going to be amazing. Um, but it's gonna it goes right along with what we were talking about this morning. So I'm going to have my wife come up and read that. And then afterward, you guys are dismissed. You can go to cafe or if you need prayer. We're going to be down here to pray with you, okay? Amen.
1: Um real quick before i read this i noticed something with these this is almost like trying to get the branch off yourself isn't it those of you the dull the dull shears you wrestle it it's hard it won't come off you fight with it come on i gotta get rid of this branch but the bible says the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword so if you're needing some pruning Stop wrestling with those rusty rusty shears. It hurts too much. Get in the Word. Well, if I didn't have carpal tunnel, I could do that. Uh, it's quick and powerful. And it's sharp. All right, this is called The Gardener. I wrote this um, about 13 years ago. Oh, my gardener. Oh, my gardener. Help me, please. Oh, my gardener was the wailing, anguished cry I heard that day from inside my garden gate. I knew that voice. That was the voice of my precious little tree, my little tree who had left my garden so long ago. As soon as I heard that fragile voice, I ran outside to help my precious little tree. There she was, so wrapped up in the vines that she couldn't even choke out any more words. Calling to me had taken her last breath. I wept as I saw how far those vines had wrapped themselves around her. I cut off just a few of those choking vines because I knew that they, the vines and my little tree, were dependent on each other. If I cut them all off, she would die with them. I lifted her into my arms and carried her back to my garden. I cried so hard because I knew how much it hurt. Her roots were exposed and she was barely breathing. I brought her into my garden, but she couldn't even stand The vines were still wrapped all around her. She had nothing left in her. She was so bruised and broken by the vines that she couldn't even see me. All she knew was that even though it hurt, she was breathing again. Since she could not stand, I propped her up underneath my big strong trees. I put a fence around her to keep out more vines and other creatures that wanted to take her away. I watched over her vigilantly, day and night, night and day. My big trees watched over her, too. They gave her protection from the storms that were raging all around. Whenever they saw a storm coming, they would call on me and say, Gardener, help this little tree protect her. She has nowhere else to go. Because of their request, I brought so many big trees to surround her that she could barely see past them. Seasons changed, and soon so did little tree. She started to sprout roots. Look, I said to myself, she's getting it. I knew she could do it. I was so proud of my little tree. As each root took place, little tree started to stand a little bit straighter. Pretty soon, she was no longer leaning on the big trees. She was standing on her own. Way to go, little tree. As she stood there in the garden, safe amongst the big trees, I started to see her stretch her limbs. The first time she stretched her limbs out and felt the warm sunshine, she immediately pulled them back. She had not felt the sun in such a long time that she was afraid that if she got used to it, it would go away. So she sat and waited and watched, watched the big trees that had their limbs in the sunlight. They didn't seem to be afraid. They loved the sunlight. So she cautiously, very cautiously, started to stretch again. One by one, little tree led her limbs into the light. What happiness this brought her. I had to let her enjoy the sunshine, for she had not seen it in so long. I watched her play and frolic, I laughed at all of the silly things she did. She was starting to resemble my little tree again. That little tree I had planted so long ago in my garden. Soon the seasons began changing and I knew what had to be done. You see, my little tree was perfectly content in being a little tree and frolicking in the sunshine. She was content with it because she couldn't see what I could see, that the vines that had wrapped themselves around her so long ago were still there. She would never truly be free with them there. She could never turn into a big tree with them there. So I did what had to be done. I began to cut. Gardener! Gardener! Why are you doing this? Why are you hurting me? I thought you loved me. How can you do this to someone you love? I tried to explain to her that it was for her own good, that she couldn't be a big tree with all of those vines. But she didn't understand. She couldn't understand, for she could not see the vines that I could. So I told her she would have to trust me. Well, this was very hard for Little Tree because that is also what the vines told her. For a while, she didn't believe me. She couldn't believe me. I knew that she couldn't, so I didn't start cutting yet. I brought in a big tree. The big tree showed her the scars of the places where the vines had wrapped around its trunk long ago. The big tree told her how much it hurt, but only for a moment. Only while I was cutting. After the cutting, she would be able to breathe so much easier. So Little Tree chose to believe. As I walked up to the little tree, I could tell she was terrified. But oh, how much she wanted to breathe. She wanted this more than anything she had ever wanted in her entire life. So she let me in, and I cut. I cut, she cried. I cut, she wept. I cut, she wailed. I started with the little vines, the ones that everyone could see. Those came out pretty easily. Then I went in a little deeper. These vines were stuck a little more, and I had to pull them to get them out. As I pulled, she would sometimes bend with them, but she never broke. I knew she wouldn't, for her roots were deep, and she was surrounded by many big trees. Eventually, I had to start cutting away the bigger, deeper vines. These were so painful to her, for they were wrapped around her very being. Their venomous tentacles had wrapped themselves around almost every limb. I began to pull and pull on the vines, but they were wrapped so tight that they would not let go. So instead of cutting little tree, I cut the root of the vine. Ha! You thought Little Tree cried loud. That vine was almost demented in its crying. Sometimes when I cut the root of the vine, the vine would just come right out. Other times, the vine was so firmly planted that even without the root, it would not leave. So I left the dead vine in the Little Tree, knowing that the vine would soon dry up. I had patience. Occasionally, as I was trimming Little Tree, I would have to cut off one of her own branches. This hurt her the most. The gardener, she said. I grew that all by myself. Look, it's a limb. It's not a vine. Why do you have to take that one? Oh, little tree, little tree, I replied. You did grow that all by yourself. But don't you see? You didn't ask me about it, and it's coming in all crooked. I know this one hurts the most, but if I don't take it out, you won't get taller. Oh, my! Li- how my little tree wept and wept she let me take that one, too. One day, Little Tree looked down at the ground and saw all of her vines and limbs laying on the ground beneath her. She was so ashamed. She didn't know how could she have possibly let vines grow so much around her. She started to turn away from me, but I wouldn't let her. Little Tree, look here. Look at what I'm doing. I took her tree limb, the one she'd grown all by herself, and threw it into the compost pile. Then those vines, those vines that she was so ashamed of, I picked up tenderly and lovingly. I began to wrap those vines one at a time into a circle. Vine by vine, I wound them around my hand. Pretty soon, they were starting to form something. Little tree watched carefully, not sure what was going on. As I continued to wind, she started to see. I was making a wreath. I took the wreath made from her vines and walked to the gate of my garden. I tenderly and lovingly placed the vine there for everyone to see. Gardener, she screamed. What are you doing? Why are you putting that on your garden gate? No one will want to come visit your garden if they see that is the kind of plants that you grow. No one will want to come here. Don't do it! Don't do it! Put the roses on your gate, for they smell so sweet. People will want to come in if they see the roses. Please, said my little tree as she wept bitterly. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. I walked over to my little tree and put my arm around her. Oh, little tree, little tree. You of all trees should know that everything is not what it seems. If I put the roses on my gate, yes, people would come to my gate, but they would not come into my garden. They would see the beauty of the roses and smell its sweet fragrance, but as they reached out to touch it, its thorns would quickly cause them to go away. But your vines, my little tree, will bring many more to my garden. You see, others will see those vines and think they are looking in a mirror. They will know that they are allowed to enter my garden, vines and all. And when they see you, little tree, with the same vine wounds, they will know they have hope. You see, your vines will lead others through my gates. What was meant for evil has been turned to good. You, little tree, are now a shining example for all to see. What can happen when you let the gardener in? And as my little tree wept at the mercy, at the mercy that I could show you, I let her know how proud I was of her. And although the cutting of the vines and her self-made branches was not over, it would never be over. She was firmly planted in my garden. I would never let her go. And as for that wreath that I placed on my garden gate, well, ask yourself. Do you see yourselves in those vines? If you do, you too may enter my garden. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And here you will finally find peace.
0: So you guys are uh, welcome to go and have cafe if you want. Or you can uh, pause for a few minutes here. And just reflect on what God maybe spoke to you this morning. And if you need prayer or more prayer, um, we will have people down here to pray with you this morning. Amen. So you're dismissed.